Welcome to this edition of the God is Your Life broadcast. This is Reverend Mark Slay inviting you to join me for the next few minutes as we get into the Word of God. Deuteronomy 30:20 tells us to love the Lord your God, obey His voice, and to hold tight to Him. For this is your life. I'll be back in a few minutes, but for now, let's listen as I teach from the Word. You realize in the mind of God, to die is to be separated from Him. When you sin as a little child, you grow up and you begin to know right from wrong and you sin and all of us have. How do I know that? Because the Bible said, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So if you think you haven't, you have, we all have. You've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. That means you need a Savior. Well, when you reach that age of accountability and sin, like I did and like everybody else did, then you died. Spirit said, I can remember when I did. I can remember when I did, when I sinned and I knew better. And boy, when, as soon as I start talking, everybody gets so pious on me, you know. But I can remember when I did. And afterward, I didn't realize it at the time, but afterward, I knew I had done wrong. I wasn't thinking at the time. But afterward, I felt horrible on the inside. I knew I did wrong. And I died spiritually on the inside. And so do you. Whether you remember that time or not, it happened. Well, he said there, so don't get that confused. When he says that there, he just means you're separated from God. You sin, you're wrong, you're, you're going to die spiritually if you don't get redeemed. He said, whoever keeps my word will never see death. And the Jews said to him, well, now we know that you've got a demon. Abraham died, the prophets also. But you say, if anybody keeps my word, he'll never taste of death? Surely you're not greater than our father Abraham who died. The prophets died too. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I just glorified myself, my glory would be nothing. But it's my Father who also glorifies me, of whom you say, he's our God. And you haven't come to know him, but I know him. And if I said I didn't know him, I'd be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Now, if that didn't just shoot all of your pictures of Jesus being a little soft-spoken, mealy mouse that went around with feathers in his hat. Do you notice what he said? He said, if I told you that I didn't know him, I'd be a liar like you. That's pretty strong talk. Some people think I talk strong. If you ever knew the Lord Jesus, trust me, you would know what strong is as far as talk. He was straightforward. Now, is he saying that in love? Absolutely, he's saying that in love. Well, he said, I'd be a liar like you, but I do know him, and I keep his word. And your father, Abraham, he's your physical forefather, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and he was glad. And the Jews said to him, you're not even 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. Now, notice he didn't say I was. He didn't say I'm going to be. He said, I am. Remember under the Old Testament, God identified himself as the great I am, meaning he's eternally existent in eternity past, and he'll be eternally existent. He's the self-existent one, as the Hebrew says. He doesn't need anybody to keep him alive. He is the self-existent one, and everything that is alive got its life from him. They said, well, have you seen Abraham? And he said, hey, listen, Abraham saw me. You remember Jesus did appear to Abraham. You may not recognize it, but there in that 18th chapter of Genesis... 
right before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus and two angels came and talked to Abraham. That's what Jesus, one of the places Jesus is referring to him. Now it says the Lord, but we know it to be the pre-incarnate Christ. See, some people think Jesus was born in Bethlehem in a manger. Physically, yes, but he was around long before that as he was trying to tell these Jews, I wasn't just born 30 years ago, folks. I've been here since Abraham. I just took on flesh 30 years ago. Can you see that? Well, notice what he said there. Notice that by him making that statement, look to the fifth chapter as well while you listen to me. Notice by making that statement, he is saying two things to you. Number one, he is saying that Abraham was a historical figure. In other words, people that will say, well, those things in the Old Testament, they really were just allegories. None of those people really lived. Folks, I've heard people say, even, I'm sorry to say it, Catholic priests say to me, see, I was raised Catholic, say to me, well, the, oh, we can't go by all that Old Testament. It really, it really was just an allegory. And I'm thinking, Father, what are you saying? This is not, these are not just stories. These are literal people, historical figures that actually live these things. These are not just stories to teach us pr spiritual principles. These are realities that people lived in their everyday life and, and experiences with their heavenly father. You understand, I'm not, again, I mean, I've heard stupid stuff from every kind of minister in the world. I'm not picking on any denomination. I'm for the Catholics, trust me. But I've heard people say that. And I mean, all kinds of different ministers today. You'll, they have lost their sense for reality. Their compass has been destroyed long ago and their sense of direction is completely lost. They don't know what direction they're walking in and that's why they do some of the crazy things and claim to be believers. That fifth chapter of John's Gospel, I'm gonna start with the 27th verse or 37th verse and I'll read through the 47th verse. Read with me. We may stop along the way. And the Father who sent me, this is Jesus speaking again, has testified of me but you have neither heard his voice at any time or seen his form. You don't have his word abiding in you, for you don't believe him whom he sent. Talking about himself. You search the scriptures, and that's right. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you've got eternal life. In other words, just by reading them alone. He said, but it is these that testify about me. You mean Jesus is in the Old Testament? Oh, he's all through the Old Testament. I'm going to show you several scriptures if we get time today. He's all through it. The whole Old Testament was to tell you about the coming Messiah. The whole Old Testament was to show you through its types and through its explicit words, Jesus Christ, the sacrifice for man. When God asked Abraham to offer up his only son on the mountain, what was God trying to tell us? Notice he stopped him. God wasn't interested in, in having a burnt sacrifice in Isaac. He stopped him. But what was he showing through that experience in Abraham's life? One day I'm going to do the same thing. And on and on through the types and then also explicitly telling us about Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So he said, you search the scriptures and you think that just because you read them you have eternal life, but it's they that testify about me and you aren't even willing to come to me so that you could have life. Notice it comes through him. Remember what Paul told Timothy, you search the scriptures, you read the scriptures that is able to give you the wisdom that leads to eternal life. In other words, it points you to the right direction, which is Jesus. I don't receive glory from men, but I know you, that you don't have the love of God in yourselves. And I've come in my Father's name, 
and you don't receive me. Now, see, you think that if God came down in flesh, everybody would just embrace him with open arms. Do you know they won't? Do you know, as I said before, and listen to me very carefully on this, and you'll understand why some things are the way they are. And I've said it before. The more you stick with the New Testament, the less you are going to appeal to the masses. Count on it. The more you stick with what Jesus actually said instead of what people think, the less you will appeal to the masses. Now, there will be individuals all through there that will see the, the light of the Scripture and they'll accept it. But the masses as a whole will reject God's Word just like they did here. The masses are, as Jesus said, are too busy doing what they want to be concerned about this. And as a result, they'll perish. But that's why he said over and over in his ministry, you that have ears to hear, listen. Well, don't we all have ears? Well, that's not the kind of ears he's talking about. He's talking about you that have the capacity to hear me, really hear what I'm saying, to come apart from your wicked generation and listen to me. He said, then just listen and do what I say. He said, you're unwilling, I don't, Receive glory from you guys. I've come in my Father's name, verse 43, and you don't receive me. How can you believe when you want to receive glory from one another and you don't sink the glory that comes from the one and only God? Boy, isn't that the truth. Let me tell you one thing real carefully. If you want respect of mankind, you will not get it. I'm talking about from the masses now. I understand there will always be individual cases in there that people really will listen to the Lord. But if you want respect of the masses... You will not get it if you want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Mark it down. Plan on it. It's part of it. If you take a job at a, a certain place of employment and there's certain tasks that go in that, in that job, it is part of it. Well, so is this. You are not going to be loved by the masses as a whole. You will be hated in many cases the closer you follow it. That doesn't mean we're to be rebellious and mean and all that. It just means that, hey, if people don't accept you, they didn't accept him. People have an idea that they know how God is. Well, we know. Are you trying to tell me you know how he is? That's exactly what they said about Jesus. Are you trying to tell us that you think you know how God thinks? We know how he thinks. We are the, the Israelite nation. We are the Jews. If anybody knows how he thinks, our religious leaders know how he thinks. And Jesus kept saying, you don't know how he thinks. The fact that you don't accept me proves it. Jesus said something really interesting in Luke's gospel, and it always, it always needs to be rightly interpreted. But he said, the one that rejects you, talking about his followers, is actually rejecting me. Well, the question is, now we've got to find out who are the, the they he's talking about. And like I said, if everybody had a yellow strap on their head, that'd be easy. But they don't. Well, that's one reason why you have to read the scriptures for yourself and come to church and so forth because you'll be only, it's the only way you'll know the difference. Well, he said, how can you believe you're trying to get glory from one another? Verse 45, don't think that I will accuse you before the Father. The one who accuses you is Moses in whom you've set your hope. See, they boasted about, they read the writings of Moses and they thought they would adhere to the writings of Moses. He said, for if you believe Moses... You'd believe me, for he wrote about me. He said, but if you don't believe his writings, how would you believe my words? Now, 
what can we see? Number one, Moses is a historical figure, not an allegory. Moses had contact with God. How do we know that? Jesus just said he did. See, it's impossible, as I said a minute ago, it is absolutely impossible to say you are a Christian and reject the Bible because Jesus himself didn't. You condemn yourself. You indict yourself of, of your ignorance of the scriptures when you say, I believe in Jesus, but I don't accept the Bible. You have to. He did. Notice he said Moses is not only a historical figure, but notice what he said. He wrote about me. Well, obviously then we know for sure Moses' writings can be trusted. We know that Moses was not just speaking of his own initiative, as Peter said, but he was saying what the Heavenly Father wanted him to say. So when somebody says, oh, well, Moses, he just wrote that himself. Yeah, he did. But that doesn't mean it wasn't right. I hope you enjoyed today's message. The title of the message is, Is the Bible Really the Words of God? If you'd like a copy, you can look us up on the web at mrcstl.org or markslay.org. That's M-A-R-K-S-L-A-Y.org. Or you can call our office at 314-965-8488. 314-965-8488. Until next time, this is Reverend Mark Slay reminding you, that God is your life. To the church.